Brian here from Full Body Athletics. Most importantly, Upgrade Mentality. Welcome to another exciting episode here with my man here. Let's go with the intro. Hello. I'm here today with Ruben Sapimantel, the owner of Montreal's most up-and-coming restaurants, Julian's Comptoir. Along with Danny, his partner, Julian has become a staple in the popular borough of Mont Royal and is enjoyed by all that show up and is one of the top-rated restaurants for takeouts on Uber Eats. More than anything, Ruben Sapimanta is also my brother and one of my idols growing up. Big bro, Shigedu. Welcome to Upgrade Mentality, What's my up, man. man. What's up, Shigedu? Uh, guys, for you guys that know or don't know, Ruben is my big bro. Okay, we're uh, five years apart. Okay, so growing up, he's one of, one of those, those guys I always looked up to, obviously being a smaller brother and younger brother. Uh, I invited him to the show today because he has a lot of insight in the restaurant business. Uh, he's a great entrepreneur. His restaurant is uh, spoken about to, in everybody's mouth every time somebody goes to the restaurant. So, Ruben, let's go here with the first question. Yes, um, sir. Tell me about yourself, for people that don't know you, uh, your background, where you come from, where you grew up. Well, uh, obviously, you're my brother. We grew up uh, born in Montreal, both of us, uh, from a small family. Uh, and uh, surrounded. when I say small family, I mean small family because I only have one brother, but <laughs> we have a huge family. My uh, Growing up, all my cousins and aunties in Montreal were about uh, over 26 cousins, so you can imagine the parties. But uh, yeah, so just a regular guy, man, growing up in Montreal, went to French school, uh, grew up uh, loving sports, being very active, uh, always moving around. Other than that, what can I say about myself? I mean, started working super young in a restaurant business at 15 years old, and here I am, 36, owner of my own little spot. And it's been a crazy ride, man. Guys, uh, we've been so right. Uh, you know, we're small family, me and him are only two kids. But uh, from my mom's side, we're 26, or over 26 cousins. I think we're 28 cousins, to yeah. be exact. And my mom's side, so you can imagine the parties and, uh, and, and, and just growing up in that environment. Um, you started really young working in the restaurant yeah. business. Uh, I think you started at 14? 15, actually. 15 in a hall, right? Yeah, uh, my first job was a hall, actually. My cousin Carlos was a barman in the hall, and I uh, was 15 years old. He said, listen, you want to make some money? Come and work weekends with us. And I started working, and no idea in what I was getting in myself into, because working at a hall as a first job is like jumping in the jungle out of uh, not knowing anything. Being a 15-year-old kid, all you know to do is playing sports and running around. So. So I ended up, uh, which was the best school, I think, to start because you, you just jump in and then it was just, it was crazy being surrounded by uh, a lot of different characters and uh, a lot of different styles of people and just, uh, and going through that fast-paced uh, fast paced job and you're learning quick and I loved it. I loved the pace of it, man. So uh, it's crazy, right? Having myself worked in restaurant business, you see all kinds of different characters yeah. and it's really true that it's actually something that Anthony Bourdain said in his book, uh, Kitchen Confidentials, how the restaurant business is a, is a life in its own, oh, right? It's a, it's, a, it's a dimension in its own. Uh, what exactly hooked you to the restaurant business? Like what, what, what made you gravitate? Because growing up, you're actually a shy kid, right? You're yeah, sociable, but you're a shy. It's true. So like, and it's a, such a crazy kind of lifestyle, being the restaurant business. What attracted you to it? What attracted, man? It's it's a combination of a lot of things. Uh, I said before, fast pace, because in the restaurant business, one thing is for sure is that you have to be a fast learner, and I'm a very visual learner. Like I, so I think in the restaurant business, one thing is for sure is that uh, you 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 grow up very fast, you become very mature, and I think at 15, starting in a hall, is that I realized that you can't be the shy guy anymore. You need to put your foot down and. And growing up in different places in different working environments, I realized that what got me hooked, I think it's the, it's, it's, it's the team spirit that comes with it. And then right, the team right, spirit right. and uh, having, uh, 
having a lot of colleagues that you build crazy relationships with and and also it's it's a business that you never stop learning also the restaurant mm. business and what motivated me also is obviously money wise growing up as a kid a fast way to make money is becoming a waiter and uh, when i was 15 i said okay let me try for that and and then i had goals in life to obviously when you're young what do you want to do you want to buy a car and then after that you want to buy a house and all these things which you need, it's, you need money. So that's one thing that I, I worked hard for was for my money. And I mean, don't get me wrong, it started like that, but I mean, it's not, it's not all about money. It's all about like, I guess, when you feel comfortable in something and I just felt comfortable as the years were going on in the restaurant business, I just realized that this is it, man. This is maybe my calling point, you know? You know, um, it's so funny that you said that, Ruben, you mentioned uh, the teamwork, and it's so true, having worked in restaurants myself and mm -hmm. having seen people work in restaurants too, the one thing that they miss, even when they leave, it's that, it's that camaraderie, right? Yeah, Where people sure. like help each other, and after like sure. a work day, you guys are like all together, yeah. you know, drink a beer, and you guys are like, oh, wow, what a crazy man. day it was today. And like, you coming from a sports background just makes sense that you, yeah, gravita sure. you gravitated towards that, for right? For sure, for sure. And, uh, in the restaurant business too, you're gonna to have some guys that are leaders, some guys that are gonna be followers, and I mean, it's a combination of everything, and it's like you're all in the same boat for one thing, it's to, to serve the client, make the client have a great experience, and I think that's the difference between good waiters and bad, it's like, if you're having a bad shift, you can't make your client feel that, you know what I mean? Right, it's right. Like, and some people go to restaurants because they wanna just eat and leave, and some people wanna conversate and be friends with the waiter, and I mean, a part of your job as being as a, a waiter working in a restaurant business is being social. And I mean, right. if you don't want to be social, I understand, but maybe it's not for you. But I mean, that's one thing I did learn fast is that you got to get used to a lot of different styles of people. And, and growing up in a big family, I learned a lot by by knowing how to interact with different types of people. And that's it, you know? <laughs> You're so right. Um... It, it, it's it's funny how like you just mentioned right the, the, the adapting to like a big family us coming from a big family I think that really helped us being a super sociable creatures oh, because sure. of like the environment and you're having to socialize with different strong very strong personalities weaker personalities yeah but more strong than weaker that's for sure, oh, no, for sure. <laughs> and the restaurant business hard-headed too a lot of hard-headed yeah, yeah. and and the restaurant business you gotta have a strong head and you gotta yeah. have uh, you gotta got to adapt to strong yeah. personalities Ruben um your owner of Julian's, yeah, uh, Julian's Comptoir, Amont Royal. Uh, everybody that eats there loves the place. How did you guys get started with Julian's? How did the, the idea came about? Okay, well, it's a long process because the idea started with uh, a combination of different things. Well, first off, it was trying. How can I say this? Me and my my partner Danny, we met at uh, Tapeo where we worked there for a lot of the years, and he worked there for ten. I worked there for about five. And he was the manager there. And I remember working a lot with him and saying like, man, one day we have to open our little spot. One day we have to open this, one day, you know, those are always like ideas right, that you right. have. But I mean, when shit gets real, I'll give you an example. It's like one day Danny uh, saw a locale that was for rent, like a place. And he said, listen, this restaurant's closing. We can purchase it for this much, whatever. What do you think? And I was like, whoa, right now? He's like, listen, this is what we talked about. Are we going to do it? One, one, one main goal that we wanted though is that we said like if we open up a spot, we want to do a day spot because working in restaurants, the hard part of working in restaurants, I mean, if you want to, I find the hardest part is to work a lot of nights where you miss out a lot of things, especially if one day you want to have a family and stuff like that. And that's one of my goals in my life. And uh, long story short, we started uh, saying, okay, so if we're going to do a day place, it has to be a lunch or a cafe place. So it started like that, the idea. And then uh, Danny had already started a vision board with a lot of uh, different concepts of styles of places that he wanted. And wow. then we put our ideas together. And, and how did it start? Like, I mean, we, we, we realized in Montreal, there's a lot of 
same style of places, you know? Like, I mean, in the afternoon, there's either dining places or fast food. There's not the in-between, you know? Right, And right, I think right, right. Uh, Julian's, what we bring is that in-between where we're, gonna, we're super creative, we bring a lot of great ideas, but also we have comfort, we have healthy, we have, you know, if you want a cheat meal, we have the cheat meal. If you want to go safe, you want to go vegan, we have, you know, like we have a bit of everything from vegetarian. So true. You know, so that's it. I think that's the concept that we created. It's, it's, it's good for a lot of people. You can come with your boyfriend, your spouse, whoever, you know, and, uh, and have your craving solved by the number of things that we have, different styles also of things that we have, you know? You're talking about different styles, right? Uh, different styles of food. And I think you, you had a good point there. It's true that when you go to Jean's Comptoir, which means diner in French, yeah. Comptoir, uh, you, you get that mix of like, going to a, a, a restaurant, but kind of going into like a, not a fast food restaurant, but you know what I mean? Like a bit of and the, the in between, because you know, like you're going to get something quality, but you did not wait 35 minutes for it. You right, know I mean? exactly. And it's, and it's exactly. on the go. Like, I mean, you can grab your snack on the go. Do you want, and that's one thing that we said. It's like, you go to a lot of places that you're going you're gonna to wait for the good food. But it's like, yeah. man, people nowadays are such in a hurry, man. They don't want to exactly. wait. And I mean, you know, with technology, social media, people are always on the go. And we said, let's try to create something on the go, but that's that's killer, you know. And that's it. I think our product is is it talks for itself, you know. Exactly, I mean? for sure. Pointing on that product, right? Talking about that product, because you're mentioning the different flavors, mm -hmm. the combinations, having a bit of everything. Um, what makes you different compared to like a restaurant? Because um, when people ask me, obviously they ask me, how's your brother's restaurant? How does it taste? What it is? I always say. It's like Mandy's, and nothing gets Mandy's salad, right? Or oh, it's like Mandy's salad, but a bit more refined. That's, that, that's my opinion, right? What, uh, what makes you different from like a, let's say like a healthy, like a Mandy's salad place? Well, I mean, what makes us different? I mean, Mandy's is Mandy's, Julian's, Julian's is yeah. not the same. Everybody has their own style. I don't like, I don't like comparing. I would just say like, in restaurant business, it's a copycat business at the end of the day. For sure. Everybody, I think a lot of businesses, you try to take ideas from some people and things that you learn. I think our background for me and Danny, you know, both being in the restaurant business, both working in a lot of places and working, for example, the last place that we worked together, Tape, where we had a chef, Marie Flar, who was an expert of mixing and matching flavors and saltiness, acidities, crunchiness, and things like that. And, and you know, as a, if you call yourself a foodie, you know that that's what you want in your mouth. You want to have different types of flavor, different types of textures. And, and I mean, when we create, every plate we create, we think about those things, you know? We don't just create things to just put things on the menu. It takes a lot of, uh, a lot of trying and, and, you know, we, we laugh because we, we have sometimes some, some funny moments when we're creating plates and we're, uh, we realize, man, this thing doesn't work out, but then you just add another thing. We're like, whoa, this is starting to be funky, but it's starting to taste like something mm. good. And I mean, what makes us different? I mean, Julian's is Julian's. I mean, like I said before, we have a mix of so much great things. And um, if, you know, our concept came from like, okay, let's make it into a West Coast vibe, more like chill, cool place that looks cute, but that serves amazing food. And when you talk about amazing food, we have a variety of like tartines, salads, smoothies, and you look at everything, they're all out of the box, different ideas, combinations of flavors. And I think, I mean, it's hard, I won't say it's hard to sell your product, but it's, it's, it's when you know your product is good, it's like just, just hearing the feedback from the clients and the reviews and the people that come back, that's for me, that's, that's the way I can describe my place. It's, they talk for me, you know what I mean? So Exactly. Well, you know, they say good publicity, bad publicity is still at the end of the day good publicity. 100%, man. 100%. <laughs> Whatever publicity you get is still yeah. good publicity. Um, you spoke about Danny, your partner, right? Danny yeah. Duch, that's his name on Facebook, right? Um, 
Not anymore. Not anymore, you think? Danny Van Damme? <laughs> um, tell me about him, because obviously knowing you both, you guys are really different. Tell me how, how did your differences make up your success? Because a lot of, sometimes a lot of people, they want to get into business with a partner, right? So they're trying to get yeah. a partner that is very like-minded. When you want to get a partner that's really divided. And both styles can work, right? Depending yeah, on, sure. on characters. How did your differences make up your success? Well, differences. I mean, first off, Danny is such a great person. He's, he's one of the people who has the biggest heart I know. He's the most generous, hardworking guy. And, uh, and sometimes I even tell him, too nice of a person sometimes, you know, in certain situations where I'm like, you, you know, he, but other than that, like, I mean, our differences, like, I mean, me and Danny, we're going to stress for different things. And I think when you find a partner in your in the business, you need to understand that you're not always going to think the same way. And I mean, we are very, we're very, we have our own forces. We each have our own things that we stress about. And I think, and that's what makes our success is that if he has ideas, I'm super open to his ideas and same thing for me, you know, when mm, I have ideas. It's very I mean, important which is very important in business. And I mean, we have to listen to each other. And, and I mean, our differences, we do have a lot of differences, but we're very similar person, people too, you know? We're very, we're very good with the clients. We're, 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 we're super sociable people. We're, we're hard workers. We have good big hearts. We're generous. I mean, but I mean, at the same time, there's so much other little things that it's hard to say that makes us who we are. But, but I mean, one thing is for sure is that uh, not one second that I ever doubted about him, man. Like, I mean, he's just, he, he, he brings out everything about me, like, I mean, and I bring out a lot of things in him too, you know, and, I, and that's what's cool about having a partner is that it becomes almost your, 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 your not your boyfriend or girlfriend, but like your soulmate. Man. I was it's about like, to say, I see him more than like everybody so else in my life, you know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, like, yeah, for I mean, sure. It's like, yeah, yeah, at yeah, this yeah. point, I know him so much right. that, you know, yeah, for sure. like I can predict what he's going to do and he can predict what I'm going to do. And it's, it's hard to call out differences that make it, but I mean, our success is made from our friendship our way of seeing things and our way of like complimenting each other of, uh, of by being open-minded, you know, with each other's ideas. That's such a good point, you know, being open-minded. Whenever you open a relationship, whatever, any person you get along, right? If it could be a friendship, romantic relationship, business relationship, that openness, right? Openness about talking about your ideas, your feelings, uh, what do you think about this project, what do you think about this project, implementing a new idea, taking out a new idea. Having that openness to talk about things is really going to help for sure. uh, with, um, with the progression of the business itself. We see that uh, Julian's restaurant is one of the top rated restaurants yeah. on Uber Eats. Yeah. God bless. Woo. God bless. God bless. <laughs> um, tell, me, tell me how, 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 did, you, how, did, you, how did you get to this point and what do you think uh, brought up that success? To, to be one of the top because in his sorry guys I have to also mention in, Ru in Ruben's restaurant his, his borough where, it's, where the restaurant is it's in Mont Royal and Mont Royal is one of the top end boroughs in Montreal for restaurants yeah. nightlife you name it okay uh, how did you guys get to that position and what's the secret secret there's a mix of a lot of things man it's just uh, you know how it works in life now the not Montreal especially, there's a lot of competition, a lot, a lot of competition. And I think uh, people have to realize that if you're going to, when you have a spot, you don't have much chance, you don't have too much chances to, to prove that your product is good. And that's one thing that we're, we, we work on, it's standardizing every recipe and, and making sure that everything that comes out tastes the same. If you order a salad day 28 and we'll mm -hmm. say, three years later, that same salad is going to taste the same way. And mm -hmm. I think that's so important because how much times you go to places, you try something, you say like, man, that, sh that, that was good, man. And then right. you, you order again, you're like, oh, I wasn't as good as last time. Right. And that for me, it's, 
in the restaurant, people don't give you two chances or three chances. So I mean, once you get them hooked, and also, it's it's what makes what makes us successful in in, in Uber, quality-wise for what you get. Number one, I think we give a lot for what we charge. Uh, I mean, food-wise, it's fun. It's funky. Like I said before, you have a mix of everything. So you know, you wake up one day, it's like, do you want breakfast or do you want a salad? Listen, I want breakfast, I want salad, so let's order. It's very rare you can get a place where you can order three different types of food mm, at the same time, you know? Yes, you're right. If you order Asian, you order Asian. If you order fast food, you order fast food. But I mean, there's no, and us, we have that whole mix. We have brunch, we have lunch, we have, uh, like I said, a mix of everything. And I think the success comes from the combination of all that and also, getting the feedback from the clients and responding to that, you know? Right. Because a lot of people are very stubborn or like, yeah, yeah, but you know, they're saying that and that's one thing I like about my partner, Danny, where he's very uh, focused on reviews all the time. And sometimes you gotta take and leave some, you know? You, there's like a certain percentage that you don't know if it's real or not. But I mean, when you get feedback, you gotta use that as constructive f feedback. And I think that's one thing we do, we adjust to our clients, you know? Right, 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 for sure, for sure. Uh, Obviously, if you guys ever go to his restaurant, okay, one thing that always comes out when people, when I tell them to go and they, they always say, it's good. there's a certain flavor and yeah. you always get that flavor and like people crave that flavor and that's what makes his restaurant really unique is yeah. the fact that he has a specific flavor to, to like kind of like the mixture of all the foods, right? And, and, and people crave that flavor. That, that flavor, and they always, it's like McDonald's yeah. fries, right? Yeah. Or, I mean, you can eat a Big Mac, you can eat a McChicken, but there's still like a spice in there that's similar. Yeah. People are hooked to that, and that's exactly one of the reasons why I think that Julian's restaurant is, uh, is very up and coming and that's doing uh, very well for itself. Ruben, um, we're Portuguese. Um, we grew up in a Portuguese household. We come from the same parents, obviously. Um, what would you say? that mom and dad taught us younger in order for us to have success today because wow. obviously I have my, 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 my gym, Ruben owns his restaurant um, and uh, we're having success in our own domains and what, was, what is something that you think looking back when we were younger that mom and dad taught us that Man. like gave us the success or a key to the success? For me it's number one hard working man, hard working parents. We had parents that that were awesome parents. Like I mean, they 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 raised us in 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 ways like in a strict way, but yet in a in a super supportive way, and also uh, being super hardworking. My parents worked two jobs all their lives. Well, you know, like I mean, right, how yeah. my parents. I mean, our parents worked two jobs, and yeah. you know, like growing up, you don't realize that when you're like 10, 11 years old, you just see your parents work. Like oh, there they go working. But I mean, you realize they're doing that for you. Yeah. They're not doing that for them. They're doing that to have a, you know, like they're sacrificing their time. And I remember being a kid, my parents used to come home at like five o'clock from school, whatever. We, my parents used to come and they used to leave three hours later to go work another job. And that, they did that for years. Yes. And they have everything they have today because they work hard at it. And also the value of money, man. Like, I mean, you know, like you, when you used to ask $10 to daddy, he didn't give you those $10 right away. It would be like a negotiation and be like, you know how much daddy worked for this? Why would you deserve <laughs> yeah, this money? It's a and I think time. that's the best thing because yeah. the value of money, man, and then you grew up with that in your mind. And I, I think that's one of the reasons why I, I am the way I am today, where it's like, uh, like, I mean, I grew up with parents that they weren't cheap. We had everything we wanted, but not right away. We had to work for it. Right. You know what I mean? So, you know, man, you went through that too, you know? Yeah, yeah. Well, our parents were definitely, uh, we had to work for every inch, you know what I mean? Like, uh, they weren't giving us freebies mm. at all. Uh, but at the same time, they were very balanced, right? They knew kind of what was important, kind of what wasn't important. And I think that a good like um, balance of, of of showing us 
money, like using money for stupid things is, 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 is something that you shouldn't do. Yeah. And using money, why is it something that you should do? And exactly. having parents that are super hardworking also made you realize that if I put in that work, that same work that my parents are putting in and looking at everything that they have today, we're going to have success. Oh, and that's for exactly, sure. for sure, you know, and also the fact that like in each of their domains, maybe more mommy than daddy, but I think there's a lot of passion involved, right? And a lot yeah, of pride sure. involved 100%. in what they were doing, right? 100%. And I think that I remember young kind of going to mommy's work with her and she yeah. would talk to ladies and yeah. men and they were like, no, my dad was sure. the same, right? Having you seen that. Prestance, that, that that energy, that, that drive, you know, that, that drive. drive. It's it's crazy. Yeah, and being immigrants too, coming to this place, to Montreal, and being like, let's start a family and look at them where they are right now. Like you, you can only be proud and super happy looking where where they put themselves in their lives. You know, and I mean, uh, God bless. I'm so happy to having parents like that because I think they showed us the real way to raise kids. You know, and I'm gonna use that when I'm gonna have my kid. It's like. Yes, I'm gonna spoil my kid. There's a limit about spoiling. You have to spoil them in a way that you educate yeah. them too. Why you're giving them that and all that, you know? So. Yeah, no, spoiling, uh, spoiling with material goods is yeah. never the way. Obviously, no, the best no, no. way to spoil your children is with love and you know memories. And I mm -hmm. think that's uh, that's really something that's really important to mention. Talk about kids. Talk about family. Uh, we're Portuguese, and uh, Portuguese people are very passionate in people. Okay, some may call us even crazy. Uh, <laughs> How would you say that growing up in a big Portuguese household affect your relationship with food and people today? Wow, wow. Food and people. Food, like, I mean, Portuguese food is so important, man. Like, I mean, <laughs> there's one thing that uh, my dad showed me, like, I remember my dad used to be eating supper and we were to be talking what he's eating tomorrow, like, what are we going to eat? And I used to be like, what's wrong with this guy? But growing, I became the same way. Like, I mean, I'm obsessed by food. And, and I mean, Portuguese, one thing that we, we do a lot is that we do we do a lot. I mean, that I notice in our family, when it's Christmas or holidays or whatever occasion, it's the overload of food, you know? For 10, we have food for, six, for like 60 people, you know? And, it's, and, and that's one thing that I use in my mentality for the restaurant business is like, you rather give a bit more than less because people are never going to complain when there's more. They're going to complain when there's less. Mm. And that's one thing that I notice. And I mean, we always, when I have new employees that come and work, I go, you're better off, but if you're hesitating, put more than less. Because at the end, you're going to be, you're going to win at mm. the end. Because, and it's it's little things like that. And I think that's from being like the Portuguese mentality. You always care to not give enough, you know. I think that. And also growing up a big family, man, it's uh, it's the, honestly the best thing that happened to me. It's being surrounded by different types of cousins and and people. And you know, like you said, you know, like uh, some of them can be crazy, some of them can be intense. And and after that, when you have your own place and you have to manage staff. You can play because you say, oh, this guy reminds me of him, this guy reminds yeah, me of him, or her, yeah, you know? for sure. and then you use that to your advantage. Say, so, you know, you can't push these buttons, you can push these ones. So mm. it's all things that I, I think with life, I mean, also working in restaurants, you adapt to your type of clientele you have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You almost become like a bit of a shrink when you're like uh, being a manager. <laughs> 100%. And also when you're a waiter, you know, you have to adapt to everybody. And, yeah. Yeah. What, the one thing you mentioned, right, the adaptation, that it's, you know, emotional intelligence. I oh, think like people sure. that are from our family, if I think about my cousins, my brother, me to an extent, obviously, uh, I think like we're all very emotionally intelligent because we grew up with such strong personalities. Mm -hmm. But also I think the blend that our parents gave us about being that hardworking, oh, about being respectful sure. and stuff is actually what like oh, for sure. that, that whole mix. And it's such a blessing to... We didn't choose this, right? We were just born in the right no, exactly. house, kind exactly, of thing, you know? Exactly. And that's crazy. When you think about that, you're, you always say to yourself, how gifted are we, you know? And to no, have been being sure. brought up in that environment. For sure. Um, obviously, you're successful. 
Can well, has, well, it's been three years that my business is still alive. We're doing very good, decent. For a restaurant business, three years is already a really good start, especially in Montreal. Well, listen, three years, uh, COVID also related. Yeah, for and sure. not not being able to to max out uh, all yeah. the potential. Maximize you guys everything, maximize yeah, everything. Maximize sure. everything, right? Uh, you guys have been having an amazing success. What tips and tricks can you give young people that are obsessed with food and want to open their own restaurant? Okay, it can also be well, for entrepreneurs, right? What, what tip and tricks you can give. But uh, let's say a young Ruben, right? That maybe is a bit more ambitious. At 16, 17, he loves making food. He was raised by, I don't know, maybe in an Italian household, you know? What tips and tricks would you give him? Tips or and her? tricks, man. Like, I mean, uh, well, first off, if you're going to open up a place, Straight up, man, you get ready to work, man. I mean, it's, I know it's the reality. People say it, but you don't realize you're going to have to give up a lot of personal things. You're going to have to sacrifice a lot of things. And it's just, if you don't invest, if you don't invest 100% of your time into your business, it will not be successful. I'm telling you that right away. And I'm saying it to kids because they think the restaurant business is easy. But it's not, man. It comes with a lot of, no, man. A lot of things that you don't expect. And uh, tricks, man, what? Uh, I mean, if you're going to open up a place, uh, location is number one, man. Location, you need to have people walking in front of your place because that's free advertisement, man. You cannot be in a location like in the back of something. You need your facade is, is your marketing, you know what right. I mean? So location number one, uh, if you're going to open up a place, uh, make sure you have a, uh, a small menu to start with because I think you're better off starting with a really small menu and having, really if you have 10 products, make your 10 products the bomb and I think that's going to make you a better easier to manage because you have so much stress when you start number one number two if you're going to have 20 different things on your menu but out of the 20 things there's 10 of them that you're not even sure you like why are you going to put in your menu start with something small grow and uh, if you're going to open something also I, I one thing that I've been noticing a lot in Montreal have a signature dish man one or two things that are just you know this is going to be your killer stuff and promote those things and you know that has to be your face to start with because you get known in montreal for people crave new stuff people crave signature you know dishes and they always say like hey did you tried this thing from that place no it's so good you have to go try that and i think as a as a new entrepreneur especially i know restaurant business so i'm talking about restaurant businesses is really finding ways to 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 minimize your menu and maximizing on good quality also and not being scared of uh, doing some funky stuff people like funky stuff too right? mm, especially so that's pretty much my tips like i mean there's so much other things i can't think of right now but i mean there's those are easy ones and you know and also uh tips is it's stay positive man because uh, it's not an easy business you're gonna have some rough days you learn every day and 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 another thing also is being open-minded of, uh, of learning you're gonna have to learn a lot and you're gonna learn every day, so uh, keep your mind open to, to get ready to learn and don't be stubborn, you know? Mm. So, three things that we mentioned here, right? Number one, hard working, oh, right? You gotta work your ass off if you wanna open a restaurant or any, any type of business, right? Don't get it twisted, guys. Every business is the same, okay? Uh, number two, right? Maximize uh, what you're gonna use, right? So don't do 40 dishes, right? Yeah. Stick it, to, exactly. stay small. Right, so start small. That's in any business, and also be positive and yeah. you know open-minded, man, and positive, and get ready to get criticized. Not everybody's gonna like you right away, and adjust to that. You know what I mean? Guys, I always say, I say your emotions 
affects and infects people around oh, you. For sure. So do not forget that that if you're in a shitty mood and you go to your and you and you're the owner of your business and you get into your business, oh, yeah. people are gonna feel that and they're gonna be infected by that. All right. So stay positive and. Uh, and if one thing I can add, uh, surround yourself with uh, with good people. I know it's hard finding really good staff, but when you do, you should take care of them too because. It's it's worth gold, man. And having people with a bit of experience is worth it too. You know, like you cannot start with all guys with no experience. You need a bit of experience. So, if I can say add another thing to that, it's it's surround yourself with employees that want to be there and want to grow with you. You know, mm -hmm. that's it's very important, guys. Surround yourself by people that are also positive that are pushing you to to go forward and not go backward, right? Um, the restaurant business can be rough mentally, Ruben. We spoke yeah. about it before, right? How do you manage dealing with stress on a day? How do you get rid of the stress? Because obviously <laughs> it can infect you, right? Like, oh, uh, for like, sure. I like I mean, how do I get, well, one thing I try to do and it's hard sometimes, but I try to do it. It's once I leave work, I leave work. Like, I mean, mm. obviously if I have duties to do after work, I have to think about work. But once I get home, try to close my, close the brain and be like, listen, I'm at home. Now it's time to give, you know, love to right. my, uh, to my girlfriend and to my family. It's like, I, I think also finding yourself escapes, you know, like I use sports, I use yoga, I use uh, training. I play hockey two, three times a week. And for me, that, that hockey, like all the stress you accumulate and then you go play hockey, I just, I, I forget about everything. And I find, for me, that's therapeutic. It's not for mm -hmm. everybody. Some people can be other things. Some people could be reading, going for walks. Me, it's sports. It drains me. It makes me tired. It makes me not want to think about work. And I, for me, that's one of my ways. I mean, I think it's amazing what Ruben just mentioned, talking about separating yourself from work, right? Yeah. Having boundaries is very important, mm -hmm. guys. Understand that your girlfriend or your friends are not necessarily your psychologist when it comes to your yeah, work, right? And sure. when you leave your work, let work and its emotions and its life there where it mm -hmm. should be. And when you get home, it's a different identity in a way. Yeah. It's a different, obviously, if you're going through a really rough time, you want to share it, that's a different thing. No, for thing. sure. And talking about it too is good once in a while, but not bringing it all the time, the negativity at home. Exactly. You know, it's finding ways to not, saturate yourself with example the stress and negativity and bring it at home and you know giving it to your 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 spouse or whatever you know yeah and also practicing sports guys having an outlet guys you yeah. don't understand the importance of you guys obviously follow me on instagram or youtube or whatever platform that i'm at i always push the importance of exercising i know for some people they think oh i have to look like arnold schwarzenegger no no, no. i'm talking about three times a week you exert yourself physically 32 30 to 45 minutes in a good moderated oh, for sure, man. Uh, heartbeat, heart rate, uh, exertion, and uh, yeah, and it will do you a lifetime of good. Reduces stress, reduces all causes of mortality, guys. <sighs> what do you want best, okay? Um, also, uh, the restaurant business must have taught you a lot of lessons. Like, it's, like we said, right? it's, like a, it's like a second, uh, it's, like, it's like the Bible for some people, right? <laughs> um, what would you say is your number one life lesson taken from the restaurant life? Oh, it's hard to, to pinpoint one thing. Like, I mean, it's, it's a mix of a lot of little lessons, but if I can try to think about one thing, it's hard. But I mean, the only thing I can say lesson, it's, it's get ready to learn every day. I mean, like I said it before, man, be open-minded. Like, I mean, you can't, you can't start a business and have your ideas and that's it, man. You need to adjust to your clients. And if I can say less, and it's really go day by day. Don't look too in front mm. and learn from your mistakes, man. And it's, 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 it's very cliche, but it's so true in a restaurant business, man. It's, 
you're going to see if you ever open up a place, you're going to realize that uh, sometimes things that you thought was going to be easy are the hardest things, and the things that you thought were going to be easy, it's the opposite. So it's just it, it's just ways of using your time while you're there, and uh, like I said, open-minded, uh, go day by day, and. Get ready to learn every day, man. It's so funny you talk about day by day. When I saw an analogy the other day of a, of a, imagine you're in a snowstorm, right? And it's dark outside and you're in a snowstorm. And uh, you're what if, it was just two, two men that were walking in a snowstorm. And one man was walking behind the other, right? To, to try to yeah. cover himself from the snow, you know, walking like a bit like penguins. And one man said to the other, he said, I, I can't see myself going forward. I can't see myself going forward. And all the other man said is, he said, you know what the first step forward looks like, right? You can't see ahead from that. He goes, yes, that's what you take. Just take yeah. one step at a time. Exactly, man. And it's just take one day at a time, guys. Understand that life is a flow. You're going to have months that you're going to be yeah. really doing well, other months less oh, well. Oh, for sure. Especially the first, the beginning, it's uh, you, 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 <laughs> you freak you, out. You, you doubt a lot about yeah. your, yourself, your business, and it's normal because, you know, it's not from one day to Not everybody has a successful story where you open up and you're busy right away. When you open up, you're going to have your family, your friends are going to come, so you feel like you're busy. But then after that, your friends and your family stop, stop coming because they, they, get back, they get back to their regular life. And then you need to build your clientele. And it doesn't come from one day to another. So lesson is it's normal to doubt yourself. Don't give up. Just stay focused on your goals and go day by day, you know? Uh, Ruben, two last questions here. Who is your inspiration, role model in life, and why? It could be a celebrity, it can be family member, it could be whoever, who else, who, whoever you want. My idol, uh, Chuck Norris? No, not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. My, my dad had too much movies of Chuck Norris growing up. But, uh, talking about my dad, I have to say my parents, number one, 100%. It's from uh, growing up uh, the way we were raised, and I think my parents seeing them work so freaking hard. And, and, and every time I have moments where I'm like, uh, Oh man, I'm overwhelmed. I'm tired. I just think about them and I go, "This is nothing, man. Yeah, this is nothing." For so sure. My parents, 100%, man, 100%. Coming here as immigrants and having what they have to do because of all their, you know, they had to dirty their hands. They had to learn. My dad had to learn to speak Portuguese, English, and look at him today. You know, 60-year-old yeah. man that speaks uh, three languages and who went to school up to, until fourth grade. You know, like so. God crazy, that, man. yeah, man. That's a that's a crazy story. And like you know, uh, our parents, like a lot of immigrants that came here. Uh, you know, like having to come here from another country, not speaking the language, not even knowing if the can of tuna is actually tuna for yourself or for the cat. <laughs> yeah, he told us that story <laughs> he told last us that's time. like 20 that times. Good. It's like 20 times. But anyways, uh, you know, coming to, to Montreal, seeing a hockey game for the first yeah. time, and, uh, and it, it's crazy, you know, knowing... We, we, we can't even put ourselves in their, their, their shoes no. because we were never there, you know, but no. you can just think about it and be like, wow, I appreciate that. And so for me, it's 100% it's my parents. Broski, yeah. bonus question. Ooh. If you were a wrestler, remember you used to watch uh, yeah. WWF growing up, and you were coming out to the ring, what would be, what would be your coming out song? <laughs> wow, that's a hard one to think about. Coming out song, I mean, uh, I'd say... Uh, I'd say DMX, uh, Rough Riders Anthem, like, I mean, can't get any more... Uh, <laughs> but, but, Come on, man, that, that gets you so juiced up, and for me, it's like... Wrestling, well, I used to watch wrestling as a kid, I don't watch anymore, but I remember if you're going to ask me, that would be my song, man. Get the crowd juiced up and get yourself juiced up. That's you know? a great song, great pick. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, before finishing off this podcast, I just want to mention a little quick words of my brother here, my brother. Uh, my brother's an inspiration for myself, guys. He's not just an individual that 
works hard. Everybody that knows my brother always has a keen and good word for him. Growing up, obviously, was, was a big shadow, right? But I think that pressure and that sense of competition that we had between each other, I think it really pushed me to the person oh. that I am today. And if it wasn't for my brother growing up, and if it wasn't for him teaching me little life lessons like how to play goalie in the back at, <laughs> at hockey, how to skate, how to, to you know, combinations of foods and just seeing his work ethic and him always working so hard, seeing that as a kid growing up was a true inspiration. And maybe when you're young, you don't understand it too much because you're like, whatever, you have differences, right? When you're younger, but as you grow up, you, you, you understand and you learn that. And, and seeing him have a restaurant today and performing at his restaurant, his restaurant doing well, it's a true inspiration. It's also like, I remember so many times you had conversations about you opening up your own restaurant. I used to always tell him, you have to open your yeah. restaurant because I was so confident in yeah. his ability to not only own a restaurant, but to run it properly. And all thanks to you, my bro. I love you. Thank you, man. Same here, man. Thank you for a great episode. I had a great mentality. Guys, thank you so much. Uh, you can listen to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes. Parts of it will be on YouTube on the full uh, video version. Thank you so much. Have yourselves a great day. See you soon. Ciao. Ciao, guys. <laughs>